0: Yes, welcome to the Big Kickoff Football Podcast. I'm Roy Shanahan and I'm joined as always by Mr. David all Hola. And Peter Moore from thebigkickoff.com. How are you, Peter?
1: I'm very well. You too?
0: Brilliant. Well, today was a day none of us were totally sure we would see over the last few months. The final weekend of the Premier League and the prize, well, the prize for two of them out of Leicester, Manchester United and Chelsea was this. Yes, Dave, Manchester United by virtue of beating Leicester City 2-0 finished third in the Premier League Christmas 14 points behind. I suppose who would have thought. Obviously I'm chuffed but it's 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 kind of a little America.
1: Uh yes,
2: uh without doubt because we actually had a talk here when we when we knew football was coming back and I remember kind of we all kind of were in agreement. I think there were 6 points back at the time. And um, we were kind of in agreement that everyone else had enough on the board, but then of course, Liber- or, Liverpool. Jesus, it's, it's on the brain; it's never off. Uh, <laughs> United, uh, United had a cracking record right up until kind of say the second last third last game. The cracking record, and then Leicester just unfortunately kept stumbling and just didn't, just ran out of gas. And obviously, missing three of their main backline would have been a massive factor as well. And yeah, United looked after them today. They, I didn't see full of the game because today was like just constantly switching. But, you know, it definitely looked like the better side. I'd have to take your judgment on it a bit more, Roy. But uh, yeah, credo credit is due because none of us would have seen it coming at all. But when uh, a certain Bruno Fernandes came in, it just seemed to galvanize the team and, and bring everyone up a notch. Although, ironically, just before the penalty, Gary Neville actually said it. If his name wasn't Bruno Fernandes, he'd be off the pitch by now because uh, by all accounts, he was quite poor. And the few minutes I was watching at the time, he was quite leggy and he looked a bit dead in his feet and then ironically then they get the penalty and he slots it away
0: yeah I, I i'm i'm in total agreement with that it's a lot of the players looked tired it, it looked like all the games yeah. were starting to catch up with people i've definitely seen that with manchester united over the last 3 to 4 games just didn't look like the team that had had come out of the stalls yeah. f- all cylinders fire, firing after the lockdown it was a lot of games in, in in a short period of time for not just Manchester United but for, for all the teams.
2: Yeah. And then of course the FA Cup wouldn't have helped that game extra. You know, I know they tried to rest a few players and stuff like that, but you know, you could definitely see it in a few of the matches in the last game or two, especially when there's not much to play for. Uh for some of them they kind of just petered out quite quite tame. But you know just had a bit more up top and of course the back line. Uh, Schmeichel error, and then of course, uh, Johnny Evans getting sent off didn't help. And as I said, they're missing three at our main, our main four backline. And it, it, yeah, I always fancied United to do enough today, and obviously they did, but only, but only just in relation to the fact that there was a lot of attrition, a bit of a war of attrition today with bodies and over the last couple of games.
0: Yeah, form dipped for Leicester, and injuries late on definitely yeah. didn't help their cause. Peter, can Leicester push on under Brendan Rodgers, and can they break into the top four?
1: I don't think they can, I'll be honest with you, um, uh, Roy. I mean, I think they've done really well to finish, to, did actually, to be perfectly honest. I mean, you know, obviously they had that good early start in the campaign, but remember, it's not how you start, it's how you finish. And since lockdown, haven't really performed, have they, when you consider it? Okay, I agree with what Dave was saying. I think they had four main key players missing today. That possibly would have made a difference, but I actually watched that game and all right, yeah, it was a little bit attritional at times from both sides. True, some of the passing was pretty wayward as well. But, you know, you looked at that Leicester side today. I mean, it was a must-win game for them, remember, as well. You know, United went into that. A draw would have done them quite well, actually. But United just always had that edge. Leicester, I don't mm. really think, looked up for the fight today. They really didn't. Um, and, you know, I wouldn't really so much blame that on Brendan Rodgers. No, true. Um I mentioned those four, you know, four key players. If you take four key players out of any side, especially in a, a real must-win game, it's going to real, really definitely make you very, very much so to be the fact that you're probably not going to be the side you were. But I just, I just wonder a little bit. You know, you, you look at this Leicester side. I, I think, I think they personally, I, uh, Roy, I just think they have peaked as high as they can peak. I, I, I can't at the moment. I, you know, I, I look at this Leicester side, I look at Brendan Rogers as a manager. I'm not saying he's a bad manager. I think he's a good manager. But I think Brendan Rogers can only get the best out of a side that, let's face it, on paper, potentially wise, you'd have to say it isn't a bad side. It could possibly get into that top four. I've just got my doubts. I I, I mean, to me, if they're going to really start pressing for the for the top four in particular, I mean, forget about the top two. Let's face it, Leicester, like most sides, are and miles and miles and miles behind those two. and I think they always will be. But it's really about third and fourth. But I think in order for them to aim as high as that, I think they're going to need to spend and spend big. Whether or not they've got that money in the summer, obviously mm. I don't know the answer to that as such. But I think under a guy like Rogers, he, he, he needs investment in that side. And uh, I, I think they're going to need at least probably three, four more what I would say good quality players to, to to try and get them possibly squeezing in I stress the word possibly squeezing into that top four. But I think Leicester, like you know, Wolves in particular as well, I think there is both of those sides in particular, I think they're peaking, in my opinion, as high as they possibly will ever do. And and you know, and, and Leicester are Wolves I just think that this is about as far as they can go in this Premier League.
0: Yeah, Jamie Vardy is obviously a a huge player for them and a big player in the Premier League. 33 years of age, he becomes the oldest uh, English Premier League player to win the Golden Boot. But he is 33. He probably does have a couple of seasons left in him, but you just never know. So there is a few areas that they need to probably fill, don't they?
1: Yeah, you're right, Roy. I mean, I mean, if, if you look at Leicester this season, if you took away Vardy's goals in particular, you'd find that that Leicester side hasn't scored a huge amount of goals. Now, you, you, know, you can look at them defensively and everything and say, yeah, they're a hard-working unit. But at the end of the day, Vardy's goals in particular um, have really made the big difference. I mean, that to me is, is, is why they are where they are as such in particular. But you're right, I mean, how much longer can a guy like J- uh, Jamie Vardy go on? You're right, he, he's into his thirties. Give and him a couple more years, I don't know. He, he, he possibly might carry on further afield. It a lot will depend on injuries, admittedly. But is he going to keep doing it season in, season out? He, to my opinion, Roy, I honestly think he needs help. He, and if he, he gets
0: help, injured, Peter, if he gets injured, uh, they're in trouble too, aren't they?
1: Yeah, exactly. It, exactly, Roy, yeah. I mean, to be fair... He's the type of player who's who's pretty good as regards an injury situation. He very rarely gets injured, which for that guy of that sort of age is remarkable, to be honest with you. So, I mean, that is a plus point, but you are right. If, I mean, you know, let's look ahead to next season. After all, you know, he won't be that far away now. Um, A guy like Vardy, yeah, if if they lose him early on, I, I can see Leicester struggling because. My biggest concern is where are the goals going to come from? As I mentioned earlier, you know, take that amount of Vardy's goals out of Leicestershire's goals, uh, Leicester's goals column and you will find they haven't scored many. Now that, I'm sure, is a massive concern for Brendan Rodgers. Yeah.
0: Chelsea sealed fourth space. And Dave, it has to be said, Frank Lappard has, has done the best job possible that he could in his first season.
2: Yeah, 100%, um, because we would have been a bit nervy for him, especially with the whole transfer ban and a couple of windows. And he obviously would have had what we would have thought of as a weekend side or an experimental side, especially in the first few games with some of the kids. And yes, it'd be fun to watch them because it'd be nice to see, we always like to see kind of new up-and-coming talent and obviously local talent. So it was exciting to see what they were going to do. But I think that's all it was ever going to be. We just thought, yeah, just get this season out of the way. and Hopefully, again, the they can start buying some people. But credit where credit's due, he's got it going. Now, one or two weird stats about, um, what's the one stat I think was said at the, on the, the Wednesday game? They're the worst team in the league for defending set pieces. But uh, all in all, they've been incredibly impressive this season. And, some of the kids really came to the forum or some of their mainstays and the likes of our Mason Mounts and even Pulisic since they came back they've been in great form. Um, I'm just actually ironically looking at a league table of post lockdown and the two Manchester sides would be top with 21 points each. Leicester technically would have just avoided uh, relegation but there was a 12 point swing between United and Leicester so. and then Chelsea uh, he got 18 points so they did enough because they had it in the bag but uh, yeah, credit where credit's due with Chelsea. Um, I don't think any of us would have expected to be in the top four. We probably would have expected potentially Spores. Um, maybe. Actually, it'd be a hard one to call. Actually, you as well. But maybe Spores would have snuck in instead of Chelsea, probably. That's probably what we would
0: have
2: for yeah. before the season started.
0: Yeah, no, credit to Frank Lampard. It's, it's
2: everyone, yep, everyone has said he, he
0: got an easy ride at Derby and all, but he had to do the job there. He didn't quite get them up, but he still did a good job. And... A lot of people, again, saying that maybe he's not the type of person who should be getting the Chelsea job. And he's done great. As you yeah. said, the transfer ban, that's a big thing. And the, we, all, we all said it before, fourth place would be unbelievable season. And if he got fifth yeah. or sixth, you know, you, you couldn't fault him. So, yeah, you know, he's done an unbelievable job. Peter at the foot of the table, relegation loomed. And for Bournemouth, it was... Too little, too late. A fantastic 3-1 victory over Everton. But many injuries, again, played a big part in a squad that got devoured with injuries throughout the season.
1: Yeah, it did. You're quite right, Roy. I mean, um, you know, people were going to say about Eddie Howe, etc. But you're right. I mean, he's another one who's had to work with a low budget there, remember? Of course, if you start losing key players at key times to injuries... It's going to affect you. I mean, it was a terrific effort today to win at uh, Everton 3-1. Okay, (laughs) I suppose you look at Everton and probably Everton have switched off for a while. But again, when there's pressure on, they had to go there. They had to get a result. But, of course, they had to rely on other results going their way. And unfortunately, that wasn't the case. But uh, I think you're right, right? It was a case of too little too late, really, more than anything else. Um, You know, if they could have got a performance like they did against Everton two or three games ago, they'd be fine. You know, they would be talking about seeing Bournemouth in the uh, Premier League next season, but I'm afraid that wasn't the case, really. Um, uh, Having said that, what have they been in the Premier League? Five seasons, I think. If I'm wrong, I believe it's been about five seasons. You know, at the end of the day, probably every season, everybody turns around and says about Bournemouth punching above their weight, which they have done in the past. Obviously, this season, it's been a complete struggle. It's not something that uh, uh, Eddie Howe has been used to recently, but you know, at the end of the day, the table doesn't lie and uh, formless mm. problems, okay, aside from injuries more than anything, yet again, it's it goes back to my favourite point about goals conceded. You know, They've conceded a huge amount of goals, Roy, and at the end of the day, if, if you're going to have a defence that concedes uh, a terrific amount of goals, game in, game out, and, and you know, you haven't got the... A miserably potent strike force to former Got haven't got, should I say? Then it's going to be difficult, and and you know that's been a lot of the problem again this this season in particular for uh, uh, Eddie Howe's outfit. There, it's it has been a case of conceding sloppy goals, making big mistakes, huge errors in particular, which unfortunately has proved crucial at very very big times for that South uh, club as well, South Coast club. So. It's a pity to lose Bournemouth. I mean, you know, everybody can turn around and say they're a small club. They possibly have have earned their right to be in the Premier League, which they have done for the last few seasons. That you cannot deny. But at the end of the day, Roy, unfortunately, you know, injuries aside, forget about that. You know, that's what squads are about. I appreciate Bournemouth are always going to have a small squad. They're never going to have the potential to get key big signings. No, admittedly. So, to me... They've done well in the Premier League but at the end of the day this season I'm afraid it was one season too many for them and um, we just have Mm -hmm. to see how they get on in the Championship.
0: Yeah, I think I'm in total agreement there. Dave, could this be in a peculiar way good news for the Republic of Ireland national team? Hmm. Mark Travers is in and around that first team. Uh, Ramsdale's too good a keeper to go down and play in the Championship. Surely someone's going to be sniffing at him and maybe Mark's going to get his chance.
2: Yeah, it could be a bit of both. You know, a couple of lads could fly to coop, and he could get first-team experience performance. Um, Or, yeah, one or two be flown around him. And I only thought about it, ironically, um, a few hours ago, that it could be a good thing for Norwich as well with Adam Eda. Kuki might jump the ship or somebody might be foolish enough to try and buy him. He's only a half a season. Marcus Stewart, in my opinion, at least Marcus Stewart did it for a whole season. Mm. Um, But Adam Eda might slip in and get more game time as well. But... um, It'll be interesting to see if Travers sticks with them, but it could be even more interesting if he have to get some game time now. Yeah. Because like you know, there's gonna be a lot of players wanting to fly the coop, you know.
0: Yeah. Uh, Wofford, joined Bournemouth and the manager Sacking finally caught up on them, which gave Jack Grealish and Aston Villa fans something to celebrate tonight with another season in the Premier League following the one one draw against West Ham.
1: With the throw. Turn again by Davis. It's John McGinn finding Grealish. Grealish! Wow! Wow! Stunning, scintillating, and surviving. Aston Villa's captain
0: leaves his club a legacy.
1: It's Jack Grealish's goal that will cement Aston Villa's Premier League status.
0: Dave, will Jack Grealish be playing his part next season in the Premier League for Aston Villa? Uh,
2: just one bit of clarity. Stunning and scintillating. That goal was not. <laughs> it was straight down the barrel, and Fabianski would. Yeah, uh, amongst many keepers today, fluffed their lines. So I leave it at that. Uh, Grealish, <laughs> uh, he'll probably go. Um, I'd be a bit for him and his career. I would be. If I was a friend, say I would maybe stick it out, but then again, you know, the the sharks around him would be telling him to move and capitalise. But I wouldn't get overly excited about a minor. Like if I'm looking at the league table, there, Liverpool now, City now, United. They're saying yeah, maybe, but I, for United, I don't know. I don't know whether he'd be the right fit. Couldn't see, where, he's he, couldn't see where he couldn't see where he fits in, Dave. No, I couldn't see where he fits in. So I'm trying to see what other clubs, Chelsea no. Leicester potentially you could meet team him up with a with uh with Madison, but is that a step up for him? Yes it is in clubs. But uh it'd be just interesting to see where he ends up because obviously United would be the ultimate jump for him, I think, because I don't think it'll happen with Liverpool or City. But I don't know if United will go for him with the emergence now back of the former pogba and Matic is quite happy to doing what he does best and just be a sitter you Now I still think they should upgrade on him but um, Grealish is certainly not a sitter so if he ends up at United it's a potential bit par football
0: yeah you, you can you took my next question away who would he go to but <laughs> <laughs> uh, to, to Tottenham Hotspur could very well be looking for that type of player
2: Tottenham potentially I think he'd be a step up from Winks Winks is one of them where I scratch my head about a little bit um so I'd I, I give him a little bit more than Winks, but that's not saying much. No. But yeah, maybe maybe somewhere like there, maybe somewhere like sports would be a, a decent upgrade and potential want for him, if you know what I mean.
0: Yeah, is he as good as the English press make him out to be?
2: Um, It's a bit hard for us because we're, we're still a bit sore about him. As, as much as... Uh, Rice gets it all We we kind of We don't let him forget either
0: I've totally forgot I, uh, I, I'm still hating Henri that's, that, that's all that's in my
2: head <laughs> <laughs> Yeah yeah. He's on the list But further down uh, <laughs> Yeah no He's a good player But let's be honest Villa have Villa have showed up In the last four games Of the season And that's it I am not in the least bit Excited about him Yes I'll be the 100% Sitting right beside Right Keane going I kill the Jets boys There's nothing to be Selling a break Celebrating in a way, for them, yes, because they can still class themselves as Premier League players. But Dave Smith better get to the drawing board quick tomorrow and start pulling up a squad because the transfer policy was poor and defensively they were shocking this year and free the last four games of the season. The lockdown was not good to them. So it was very strange when he said the lockdown was good to us because uh, it, it, it took them a while to get going. But, uh, yeah, yeah. I've kind of lost my train
0: of thought for a second there
2: p- Sean what p- p- <laughs> <laughs> is he as good as he's
0: made out to be but listen the, the potentially anyhow
2: yeah but no but yeah but no but kind of thing he's 24 now so it's kind of like you really need to go up a notch now yeah. Any, I'm not sure
0: yeah shit shit or get off the pot now I suppose is the thing you yeah, n- need yeah, to ste- yeah, make yeah. The, the step up and, and then see if you can produce Peter yeah. Jose Mourinho and staff celebrated after their draw today, which gives them a Europa League spot. And well, my question to you is: Is Harry Kane going to be happy with that for next season?
1: I don't think he will be. Uh, Roy, answered your question. But Jose Jose not, Mourinho
0: uh, seemed very happy on the sideline tonight, Peter.
1: Well, he did because I think he was he was sweating a bit. On you know, I think he was relieved more than anything else. Because you know, let's let's be honest, Roy. Jose Mourinho in the past wouldn't be really celebrating a Europa League spot. He would if it was a Champions League spot. Yeah, undoubtedly so. But let's face it, a guy like that normally, no, no, no. I think he was. I think that was more relief, more than anything else. I mean, they were showing pictures of him. He was very anxious because obviously he wanted to know the other results that were going around as well before Tottenham's eventual Europa League position was officially confirmed. So, yeah, but, I mean, going back to Harry Kane, yeah, I mean, look, Harry Kane has gone to Tottenham. He's a key player for him, as I'm always saying, but at the end of the day, he hasn't gone there to play Europa League football. Uh, He's gone there to potentially win, hopefully for a Tottenham point of view, a Champions League uh, medal, or even so, more importantly, a Premier League medal. I mean, I know we keep saying that Tottenham, realistically, are, are a long, long way behind, in my opinion, of uh, even knocking on the door of the Liverpool to the Manchester Citys, definitely. But at the end of the day, yes, you still need a key player like Harry Kane. Obviously you do, yeah. But, you know, I think tonight he will sit down. He, he Half of him will be relieved that he's in Europe next season, but then after about a couple of hours or so, well, I think he will sit back and think, yeah, OK, but Europa League, you know. He, you know, you know a, a player like that, It's not judged on performing in the Europa League and winning the Europa League medal. No. I mean, you know, these type of players want the ultimate and the ultimate has got to be Champions League football. More importantly, the ultimate aim for any footballer, whether it's Harry Kane or anybody, is to hopefully try and eventually get on and win a Champions League winner's medal or a Premier League medal. Yeah. Uh, Not a Europa League, no. So I think that really, he, he, you know... (laughs) Realistically, I don't think he's going to be happy with that. I mean, all right, whether or not he stays at Tottenham, obviously that's still going to be the debatable point in the next few weeks. It's been going around the English press for a long, long, long time. Will he stay? Will he not stay? All right, it, it, at least he's got Champions. He's got some form of European football. But at the end of the day, no. Realistically, he would have loved to have performed on the stage of the Champions League.
0: Yeah, Dave. I suppose I'll ask you a question structured around the exact same thing except in a different way. Will he be playing FC20? Will he be playing Voa Vista, the likes of them, next season with sports?
2: Really going to the head now, I would say yes But listening to a bit of the Soccer Saturday boys today, obviously on a Sunday on Sky Sports. Merson was kind of saying like that he's kind of starting to come back to good form but the whole Champions League thing and he said if I was United I'd be going all health I like him, Martial's position is maybe the only one that might be a bit vulnerable. I he said I'd I'd spend hundred, hundred and twenty men on him and a centre half and he said, I'd put United you know, right back at the top with Liverpool and City if they did something like that. Now if you had a sniper like him, like he's not necessarily most agile, but my God can that guy finish, he's seen his goals during the week when when uh, against Leicester, um the guy knows how to put the ball in the back of the net is, is good off It's not better than anybody else. Yeah. So Maybe if United were really bold and did a Van Dijk-style money, like maybe slightly above what you'd expect, he might bat an eyelid and Spores might be willing to let them go. But deep down, I probably would still say he'd still be there. But for his sake, I would be potentially looking to move on. I can't see Spores consistently giving him what he needs and deserves.
0: Yeah, Troy is another... Who will have to think about his future? And he was asked that very question after today's match.
1: After I've been in this club 10 years, it's my time to go. It's my time to go. There's people, clearly, better players who were here before me, they'll probably be bigger and better after. You mentioned the me there as well, though, so I just wonder you're talking about maybe it being your last game for Watford. Could it be your last game full stop? You're not that that old, cheeky bastard. Sorry, sorry, I should swear. Sorry, sorry. sorry.
0: (laughs) <laughs> yeah, that, that's just Trydini all over. But uh, yeah, he 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 will have to think it long and hard about his his career. It very well, could be one of his last moves or uh, one of his last chances to maybe play in the Premier League again. Absolutely no doubt who the winners of everything was this year, and uh, I have to give a tip of the cap to Liverpool and. It kills me.
2: I, did, I still didn't know where you were going to go with that, right? No, no, like,
0: I know, I know. I, I'm gonna, I'm I don't go-
2: think this is going to come out of his mouth.
0: <laughs> it's, I'm struggling. I am struggling. I'm not going to. I'm not going to deny that <laughs> Take it a now. minute, mate.
2: Take a minute. It's okay.
0: Here, I'll give you one minute of uh, of enjoyment and roll on next season.
1: Here comes the captain, the leader of the club. Jordan Henderson steps forward to take his medal and to take the Premier League trophy. The Hendo shuffle's on its way. First, they conquered Europe. Then they conquered the whole world. Now they've conquered their own country. Jordan Henderson, the Liverpool Football Club captain. A team of history-makers, a team of record-breakers. Now Liverpool are back. Where they belong. Oh John, it's been 30 years of hot, About to end. Champions again! Liverpool. So in lads, soccer all in and Enjoy it.
0: Yes, credit where is credit due? Dave. Obviously a great season for you to be able to watch Liverpool. It hasn't happened in a, in a very, very, very long time for them to play even decent football alone challenge for the yeah, the league. Yeah. Uh, I'll give you 30 seconds. 20, <laughs> yeah, like, 20, 20 seconds. Okay. Sorry, 20.
1: 20. <laughs> oh, no, wait, 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 wait.
2: Ah, no, like, you know, 30 years of it, like, I only thought about it the other day when I was talking to one of the nephews and they're trying to explain to him, going, we actually were a superpower we actually I mean, they're not having any of it. and he was like you must be delighted and you're like yeah I am delighted but not the way you think it is because it's like it was the very first win ever and I was like no we used to be as good as anyone kind of thing blah 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 but as regards to the season goes to be able to back up what we did last year because last year we had another phenomenal season and I really thought Jesus like this is the level you have to get to to win the league I can't see us doing it again and we were two points better this season so I'm bloody delighted City didn't bother uh, to match that form again, thank God, because if we hadn't won with 99 points, forget about it. I'd, I'd have to give up football, but 32 wins out of 38 is fairly impressive, and of course, pretty much all year, they were fairly good to watch. There was one or two games where one or two were getting the better of us, but they were like a like a league-winning team do, find a way to win. So, as you said, you know, as Klopp has even said during the week, the, the whole point uh, – of football is trying to get the fans. I can't wait to the next game, and I can't wait to the next game. And to be honest, that's the way it has been with Liverpool for the last two or three years. So any of these trophies that are coming along, our bonus stuff, and thankfully we get where we do deserve them. But that's how that's what it's been like watching Liverpool for the last two or three seasons. It's just when's the next game? It's only now I'm realizing shit. I have to wait eight or nine weeks for another game because yeah. that's how much I'm enjoying watching Liverpool. You know?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, fantastic. They were absolutely brilliant this year, and I don't think anyone can deny that. Now, yeah. this week. This happened.
2: Where did you pull that out <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yes, it's the old popularity contest and the sports writers of England. Demanded that Jordan Henderson be Mr Popular 2020. Peter, you know how I feel about individual awards and team sports, hence the sarcasm. Did Jordan Henderson deserve
1: it? Yeah, he did. Uh, you know, All joking aside, uh, No, I, I think he did. I mean, he was under stiff competition from fellow Liverpool teammates, obviously Kevin De Bruyne as well from City, a few other players. But I think realistically... You know, Jordan Henderson has made a massive difference to Liverpool. I mean, I read a stat this week as well that when Liverpool dropped points, Henderson wasn't playing. So I think that also tells the story as well. Um, He's a true leader. He's been magnificent. And what what I've always liked about Jordan Henderson is, remember, when Liverpool signed him, a lot of Liverpool fans doubted Jordan Henderson. Uh, Quite a few media people also doubted the signing of Jordan Henderson. But certainly this season, not one person has doubted the reason why he has been awarded quite rightly the Sports Riders Player of the Year. I mean, no, I just think he's, like I say, Roy, he's been a true leader. He's 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 just an all-round wonderful, wonderful guy. I mean, he's you know he, he never lets anything get get to him. I mean, there's certain situations, and I'm sure David backed me up on this, where Liverpool have, have performed badly. Admittedly, not very many of them. And Henderson normally has taken all the flack from it as well. And he, he, mm-hmm. he wants to win games. He You know, he's that type of a leader. He wants this side to be the best in the world. He wants to be part of it. He wants to be the main leader of his troops. And and that you cannot deny in particular. And it's not just on the field, Roy. It's off the field as well, remember. He's done a huge amount for charity. He was the spearheading a couple of campaigns for the NHS. Charity and the
2: COVID-19.
0: <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry, continue on, Peter. Sorry, 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 sorry. On. <laughs> Once you started mentioning charity work, it just killed me, it killed me. <laughs> <laughs>
2: well, that's why, that's, why was, the,
0: that's why he was toured It was in it as well, let's face it. Who that's was why it? Rashford was toured. It was Rashford toured, yeah, Rashford toured, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, like, I mean, Van Dyke, Peter has been unbelievable for and probably for me the 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 difference between them winning and and even Alisson has been unbelievable but I think Van Dijk has controlled everything he would be my player of the year by a mile but I don't I'm not sure Jordan Henderson I I don't doubt his his courage bravery his determination even his influence on the Liverpool team because I do think he's a good player and I but if it comes to picking a player who's really changed how the team has played and, you know, brought them on that step. When Jordan Henderson came in, I don't think he did that. And I definitely think that Van Dijk has done that over the last couple of seasons. So that would be my choice. Uh, and, and I don't disagree with what you're saying because I know it is a popular uh, a popularity thing. Dave, what's your thoughts on? Um, the one thing I
2: would probably suggest to kind of maybe step away from this there's no surprise he was going to get it because from January onwards the little snippets let's face it the football writers vote so they started to slip in the hints about it from January, February there was talk of him getting it. so the fact that it was announced was absolutely of no surprise because they literally said the winner and then obviously with obviously what happened during the lockdown and then when I seen who was toured was Rashford I'd say that's got a little bit to do with it as well yeah. is he the best player in the league? no but I understand why they did it. Do I believe in it? Maybe ongoing, a bit like what they do in America. Now, I know they have bloody loads of awards at the end of the season, various, in, in most of their big coats, but like they have their goal scorer, they have their top whatever, and they have uh, they have this one where it's like a memorial trophy, but it's for somebody who kind of it's off the pitch or off the ice rink or off the court activities. And maybe the Premier League needs to be doing something like that because we always dig up any of the guys when there's good news stories, right? and maybe the Premier League could come up with a bit of an award where it's to somebody who goes a bit above and beyond. And it doesn't always have to be the big stars, but let's face it, it could be a good thing because these guys do like to follow each other and know to do each other. And if there's a bit of an award at the end of the year, a couple of the guys might end up doing that little bit extra. So I'm not saying that's not the sole reason why you got it. There is a lot about them um, yeah. in the sense that Lalana, when he stopped crying, Um, mentioned the game against Seville where they threw it away it was a 3 all draw and he said we used to kind of come in together a lot but after the game he texted me say I'll pick up in the morning so I had a feeling he wanted to talk and he said the whole time once I got in the car he's like this is not good enough I need to be doing this and I need to be doing that like I have to start taking more response I have to start doing more of this and Lallana's like it's not just down to you he said but I'm the skipper and he said that's the type of guy he was he he wanted to try and he wanted to put all the worries and things on, on, on the shoulders of himself and not, the, and not the team And one thing about him I did have my doubts about him for a couple of years And I really thought when Emery Chan was coming to the fore I thought it was going to be him being pushed out And ironically he was being pushed out By Rogers but he went back in and said I'm not going anywhere I want to fight for my place And credit where credit's due But when he came on last year against Southampton And he got the goal And he got the win And he just went around as if to say you're not doing that to me again And I have to say like not turned 180 but it was only then I really noticed that, yes, just how important he is to the team. But uh, in relation to a, a a vote this year, I would have found it very hard for a Liverpool player because I think it's the team that deserves the award yeah. this year. But yeah. I would probably go with yourself and give it to Benfield.
0: Yeah, so I, I'd probably give most improved player. I remember we used to have that, and maybe Mark Salford would have got the uh, the uh, club yeah. man. Yeah. Um, yeah, oh, f-
2: that kind of thing. I think the Premier League could do with something like that, maybe, and. Kind of for stuff like that like because that, there's plenty of that going on off the field
0: okay Peter um, who would be your player of the year so
1: well I would plump for uh, Kevin De Bruyne a um, man who to me very rarely has a bad season um, I, I just think he's been magnificent again I mean he's he uses quality he's, he had another fantastic game against today uh, he's the heart of this excellent Manchester City side uh, it's I'm probably going to upset Dave now and <laughs> give him plaudits he deserves. But no, I mean, you know, he, he does he ever have a bad game? Uh, very rare, it has to be said. No, he, I just think he's an outstanding quality player. I think he's had a, yet another magnificent season. I mean, yeah, all right, City, we all know we're never, ever going to get anywhere uh, remotely near Liverpool and Liverpool will quite rightly take the plaudits and I expect probably uh, when the PFA eventually announce their uh, player of the season, it will be a Liverpool player. But I just think, um, you know, for commitment, everything. I mean, you know, this guy is just absolute quality. And remember, Manchester City, when uh, De Bruyne was injured earlier on this season, uh, they dropped a huge amount of points. I'm not saying that would have made any difference, which it certainly would not have done. But at the end of the day, you notice, whenever De Bruyne doesn't play, in my opinion, City just are not the same side. And so, my vote would definitely go to uh, Kevin De Bruyne.
0: Yeah, no doubt. He's a world, world-class player. Dave, yours?
1: Uh, it would have been the same,
2: but I obviously seen Peter pull it up first. So, the only one, and we've already talked about him earlier on, um, would be potentially for Jamie Vardy, you know, at 33 years of age and to be banging in 23 goals and doing what he's doing, like to not really get the form since he's come up um into the Premier League, it's been highly impressive. And considering he's with Leicester, no disrespect, but you know maybe the way Leicester plays is the reason why he's getting that many goals. Would he get that many goals at Man City? Oh, I'd say without a shadow of a doubt. Liverpool, not so sure. But um obviously because if I can't go with De Bruyne, and as I said, I would find it very hard to go for one specific. Liverpool player because I think it's been more of a collective this year I would then go for potentially Bardi. as I said 33 23 goals very impressive still quick hasn't really lost that yard yet um, so yeah I typically kept in
0: yeah, um, one player who didn't really make it at Liverpool was Danny Yings what an amazing season very he's Very good. Unbelievable season. And for Southampton, who struggled for large parts yeah, exactly. of the season. to Like to, your
2: top two goal scorers this year, Leicester and Southampton, very that, impressive.
0: It's, it's unbelievable. So he has to be up there, around uh, roundabout somewhere. Um, I, I, I also asked just to pick uh, one to look for for next year and a transfer move you'd like to see. Peter, you shoot with those two. Well, one I've been really impressed with is
1: the Arsenal youngster, uh, uh, Kaya Saka, who really has impressed mm. me. I mean, he's only, I think he's 18. Uh, he's born in London. He's got amount of pace. He, 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 I can already see him. He's got a very good football brain, which for somebody young, that takes a huge amount, believe you me. And what I like about him, he's very versatile. You know, he, they can play him as a full-back. They can play him as a wing-back. He, he can go as a winger. Eventually, he could even be played through the middle, I think, to be honest with you. I just think he's got... For a youngster, I think I've been so impressed by him. And, uh, you know, fair play to Arsenal in particular, who uh, don't always bring young players through. It has to be said no. But in the in this kid, they, they were talking about him over a year ago and uh, everybody at Arsenal seemed to be raving about him. And, and the word was that eventually when he gets his chance, he certainly will not let the side down. And I don't think he has this season. Wyatt. I've been so impressed by his performances. And, you know, all right, you you, know, you can say that Arsenal haven't hit the peaks of probably what they should do. No. But at the end of the day, he I think he's slotted in really well with this particular side. And I always say second season is very, very important. Always judge players after a second season. Then you get a better feel of whether or not potentially they really could step up uh, and make it in the game. But I just think with this kid, I really do think he will do so he, he would definitely
0: get my vote yeah he's a really good player he's made a, a good impression what about the transfer move you'd like to see
1: well it's probably never going to come off Roy no but, it's definitely um, going to happen it's
0: definitely going to happen Peter I can see it happening go on
1: just say it. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I reckon Manchester City are going to make an, a, an amazing audacious big <laughs> for Lionel <Messi>. And <laughs> alright I know people are going to laugh at me like most people do But look, City have got the money. Barcelona have got to offload people. Admittedly, the last person you'd want to offload is Lionel Messi. I I, I go along with that, true. But wouldn't it be great, uh, come on guys, even for Dave, who's a massive Liverpool fan and always a Manchester United fan, wouldn't you love to see Lionel Messi in the Premier League in a Manchester shirt?
0: I know. Not so
1: much that, but correct.
0: Yeah, I'd love to see him. I'd love to see him play in the Premier League. Again, as we said before, we'd love to see him just Try it in a different league and see how we'd, you know, just yeah. and and, yeah. and also excite so many yeah. different people and different grounds around uh, England. It'd be great, but uh, yeah. even somewhere else, you know, for him to move somewhere else just to give that. Could no, I ask, uh, except Italy, except Italy, obviously.
2: Could I ask a question, Roy? Well, like Messi's done everything at Barcelona, but does there come a point where, you know, I don't think they're they're quite as flush as they used to be. Does there come a point where you go, will we get some money off him now or will we let him finish out his career and not gain any financial gain from him and try and bring somebody that's even half the caliber with some of the money they make? Or do they respect his wishes and if he wants to stay, let him stay? Or do they kind of go, right, let's get something?
0: They must make a fortune out of merchandise from him. I mean, it's actually people who aren't even Barcelona fans buy messy tops. You see the kids wearing them all over the place. So I'd say that's that's huge. I'd say they'd never want to let him go, uh, no matter what. And, you know, even possibility of down the line coaching and and going on and managing the side, you know, he's that big of a player. But, yeah, I'd like to see him go somewhere else. It's hard to see. But, you know, if there's if there's a little bit of discontent at Barcelona, which we know there's something going on there, and if he can't challenge, yeah. maybe he'll want to challenge one more time. It's a long time since Messi lifted that Champions League. Dave, you're one to look for next year.
2: Um he, he's, no, he's no unknown, but he's just been very underused. But with the passing well, passing, sorry. <laughs> That's that sounds worse. Um with uh, David Silva, the Premier League, great finishing up at City. It'd be very interesting just to see how prominent the role, or how prominent he can really stamp his authority in the City side in Phil Bowden. Mm. You know, he very much uh, shone at the U World Cup, and straight away I was like, Christ, I can't wait to see him. And then that's been two or three seasons ago now, and it's like, okay, okay, we're hearing about, he's he's looking after him, he's wrapping him up in cotton wool. It's like, okay, when are you going to let him out? And he's looked Fairly good now in in the in the lockdown football. Maybe the lack of pressure in, in the full crowds is really suit him. But he's looking like he he's definitely ready and wants so it. So it as I said, he's no shock. But it'll be very interesting to see just at what level because I expect him to play more consistently next season now with the likes of Silva moving moving back uh, back to Spain. So yeah, he'd be my kind of. I'm I'm eager to see just how good he can be
0: yeah no he's it's definitely his year if it doesn't happen from this year he may yeah. get out of there transfer move you'd yeah. like to see other than Messi obviously because I think we all want that
2: one I went <laughs> I went down <laughs> Peter's route and went for fancy and it's purely because yeah you know you're you're trying to look out there and you you know the talent pool of the real real elite there's still a lot of players out there in other leagues so obviously Ronaldo I don't think he's kind of not much time left so I kind of went with Mbappe and why not at Liverpool because to imagine him on, on a on a front tree with maybe Mane, uh, Mane, and Salah, or even if one of them was to go and kept Firmino, it'd be exciting. So to see Mbappé in the league, obviously in any jersey, but uh, maybe Mbappé. I like, I like him a lot. I know he got a bad ankle sprain there the other day, but hopefully it doesn't, it doesn't uh, cause him too much. So I went for a bit of a fancy woman in Mbappe, maybe, and Mbappé, maybe, maybe not Liverpool.
0: Yeah, I, I listen, I think every club in the, in the world would want them and, and, yeah. maybe, and, and maybe something like that would make a messy move. Maybe they maybe that he be a new a new king at Barcelona so <coughs> excuse me. any anything could uh, happen. Yeah. any anything could happen there. Um okay, now it's time for this. Yes, it's time for a bit of transfer talk. I mean, the old man's bit of gossip. Uh, yeah, who? Give us a bit of transfer talk.
1: Okay. Um, talk about Messi and Barcelona and everything else. Well, news coming over into England is that Everton, West Ham and Arsenal, they're all interested in Barcelona's uh, Samuel Untiti. um initially, initially, it would be a loan move, Um Reason being is that Barcelona have been told they've got to start shifting players because of their wage bill, which obviously does make a huge amount of sense, yeah. And so certainly Everton, West Ham, Arsenal, I'm not too sure about Arsenal, true, but then Everton and West Ham, it may be that that's the type of player that they would need, actually, as a centre-back. And it would be initially on loan, but the possibility then would be after the loan spell is up they could even start signing him but like I say the main talk is amongst him in particular mainly due to Barcelona's finances at the moment as well so I think that's, that would be my main talk of the week
0: Yeah that'd be interesting because to go from Barcelona to West Ham would be uh, oh it would be a blow I suppose for the lad wouldn't it but what about with Chelsea? Chelsea are desperate for centre-backs and he would have that experience could that be a giver?
1: Yeah, possibly, Roy, possibly. The only thing is, if he went to somewhere like Chelsea, I think Frank Lampard's got this more youthful outlook um, mm-hmm. as opposed to sort of signing a guy who has been around a little bit, it has to be said. And, yeah, he's got experience. Obviously, that those two factors will go in his favour. But I'm not too sure. I think Chelsea's policy at the moment is tending to be more in the line of... Um, we're going to ditch the more experienced guys and to start working around some much younger talent as well. So that might be a hindrance, I think, possibly in the stumbling block there as regards Chelsea. But, I mean, you never know. You know, Chelsea at the moment have been linked by virtually everybody, Roy. But it's interesting that out of all the transfer talk in this country that we've seen, this is probably the first time that Chelsea haven't actually been linked with a player as well.
0: Yeah, yeah. no, And I think... Uh, probably Declan Rice probably fits the bill better for them he'd be able to play in the two positions and and that would suit well and it doesn't seem to be yeah. too many yeah. others too many yeah. others they've chasing after Declan
2: No um, and maybe it's because they're a bit torn it's it's the whole a lot of us seem to think he's more of a centre-half and maybe in some places they don't he's a centre-half but they, but they don't he's, the long-term midfielder, and maybe that's the problem with him. He could end up being one of these guys that's a bit of a utility and doesn't. It's not a specific for one. And as I said, one or two teams like United do. Could he re- be an upgrade on Matic? Maybe, but then again, they probably need a centre half. But do they think He's a centre half, and it's the same with Chelsea. Would they bring him in straight away for centre half? I don't know. But then again, they have plenty of midfield, so it could be that reason why. He might miss the boat if you know what I mean in a weird way, because some clubs aren't aren't sure where to put him or where he's where he's best um, best he utilized.
0: Yeah, they're talking him up a lot over in England and in fairness he is a good player he's definitely a good player uh, I'd, yeah. like to, I'd like to see him a centre back I think he's a better centre back I think his yeah. defensive qualities yeah. are, are quite good and, and obviously you want defenders who can play the ball who are comfortable and he has that so uh, although he'll just point to the goal he scored the other week and curler into the top corner and they stick that in your pipe mm. and smoke it so Dave what have you got? Uh, I have two now because I'm going to slip one in because
2: obviously the vultures are floating around the carcasses of the relegated teams <laughs> but the first one I'm going to go with is what I said um, Barcelona legend Lima Messi has told the club that lead manager Marcelo Bielsa should be the man to take over from Kiki Setien and become the new boss of the new Camp I didn't realise this Bielsa's out of contract mm. am I right in saying yeah, that? Yeah that's I, right that's yeah. correct yeah, yeah I fully expect him to stick around but then again somebody like Barcelona comes along and to work with Messi that's a tough gig that's a really tough gig to turn down he's experienced in Spain I'm not saying it's going to happen, but if Messi starts batting his eyelids and starts spitting his, his suit out and telling people what to do, it can kind of happen. So it could be an awful good punch to lead if Bielsa leaves.
0: This is where it's all going to happen, Dave. This is the one that's going to break Messi. Bielsa doesn't go, Messi just loses the plot and leaves. It's happening.
1: <laughs> <Then he has laughs> Connect, the Connect the pieces. Connect
0: the pieces. Ah, I told you. <laughs>
1: That's the other and one. Then just I had a quick qu- word with him,
2: <laughs> <laughs> and then just very quickly because I seen it there just before we came on air. Spurs apparently are leading the chase on England striker Callum Wilson. Uh, if, but obviously it's now when the Cherries are relegated, and apparently he could be available for as little as ten million. So, yeah, he'd be definitely one of the favourites to be picked first from the guys that have gone down. So I'd say he'll be snapped up within a week or 2 I'll be shocked if he's not gone. Quite good within the next week
0: back up to Kane, replacement for Kane.
2: wow and now
0: Kane and I damn it I know i it's back up but I don't think I, I don't think they'll be yeah. taking him on now yeah. to, to, to replace him because you just can't replace Harry Kane, oh sorry so. that was a
2: question to me oh he went silent I thought to her yeah sorry mate
0: oh <laughs> yeah OK, uh, Peter, any other footballing stories to finish it off?
1: Well, of course, the Premier League uh, officially finished the day, as you know, Roy, and of uh, course, uh, it's always a sad time for some clubs to bid spare water players decided to hang their boots up. as um, an Everton, well, I wouldn't say legend, because legend sometimes gets used loosely, I think, but uh, Leighton Baines has decided to uh, retire Uh, Not just from Everton, but from football in general, actually. I mean, he's been at Everton a a long while. I think he's been a good servant for the club. 35 years of age, true. And, uh, yeah, I think it's always a little bit sad when somebody says, you know, enough's enough. But then, you know, deep down, I think he's decided now that he wasn't the player that he is. was, should I say, uh, by far and away, no, admittedly. Uh, But as I said, I think he's uh, as a servant and a loyal servant for Everton. I think he's been very, very good. Uh, but uh, that's it for Leighton Baines now. So you will not be seeing Leighton Baines in uh, a football shirt anywhere now. He's officially decided to hang his boots up and uh, concentrate on something else. Uh, quality quality
0: player, Peter. The amount yes. of goals he, he, and assists that he set up, he was, I wouldn't say one of the first, but uh, one of the the many wing backs nearly. Even though he played in fullback, that uh, contributed to the uh, an attacking sense, and that really sort of pushed up his value. And uh, that's where the, you didn't have as many back then. And I suppose if anyone who played fancy football knew how many points Leighton Baines would get you every week, he was in every week. Uh, and and that's where the mm-hmm. likes of uh, uh, Oxley and not Oxley Chamberlain, Alexander Arnold. These 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 yeah. players must must have looked at the likes of Leighton Baines and seen how he played because uh, he was definitely a, the perfect role model for fullbacks. Uh, we we were, we had very uh, reluctant defenders at times, and he was definitely one of the the ones that did a, a hell of a lot attacking and, and uh, contributed uh, in a great way. Uh, Dave, the
2: Chinese Super League kicked off this week, boys. And Marilyn Fellaini scored a stunning hat trick of headers in eight second half minutes no for Shang Don Linang in their opener. He scored
1: <laughs>
2: He scored in the 79th, ninth, to eighty third, and 86 minutes to win three two. Two of which were from corners and all from the right hand side. He's still got it, lad.
0: West Ham are looking at them now this very moment
2: Davy Moyes is on his way <laughs> and just uh, a throwaway comment because obviously I didn't know where we could fit it in because I haven't in me notes. just how hard are United actually going to bother to try now in the Europa League now that they have the Champions League spot? considering the league is going to be back in about eight weeks time
0: yeah I think the league comes back on the 12th of September yeah. So and this
2: starts on the fifth. So yeah, if, they ve- wouldn't finish their season till what, mid August?
0: Yeah, it like very well could be a chance. I don't I think Manchester United will want to win it, but I do think that the, the yeah. maybe the goalkeepers, you know, may, may sw- switch roles. Mm. I do think maybe there could be a bit of squad players uh, played in with a few of the yeah. first team. I think they'll rest them. I don't think they'll totally disrespect it, but I do think they will chop no. and change a lot more than they did in the league.
2: and and Wolves obviously give it everything
0: I think so yeah I'd be mad not be mad not be great to see them get through okay lads listen I have a 25 second clip and uh, can you tell me what this is Anyone? Anyone?
1: That's what Aston Villa celebrating
0: Now, No, not good. It's a little further afield. There was a bit of
1: championis in it though. There was a little bit of
0: championis and (laughs) there was a little sound just at the end. You missed it, did you?
2: Was it James Milner?
0: It was Bratislav Ivanovic and Zenit St. Petersburg winning the the Russian Cup Um, and it was uh, Ivanovic was hoisting the Cup up Slew, soon slipped out of his hands and crashed to the ground unfortunately oh. so for him the trophy was made of glass
1: no so,
0: yeah shattered, shattered to bits and uh, that was the end of their celebrations <laughs> sheepishly they, sheepishly they all walked away from the trophy and left it in
2: millions did you remember uh, Ramos dropped it from the bus and the bus Now, it didn't completely damage the cup, but it did run over it and kind of damaged a bit of the corner. But uh, no, that's way worse. Oh, my God.
0: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And finally, to finish off, Paolo (laughs) Maldini, 3. Franco Baresi 6. Johan Cruyff, 14. Javier Sinetti, 4. Maradona, 10. Bobby Moore, 6. Who is the next player? This is... uh, uh, And and it would be... uh, a very recent one.
1: Jesse Lingard. Oh, sorry, Jude Bellingham. Jude 22.
0: Bellingham, number twenty-two, Birmingham City retired number twenty-two jersey. Uh, Dave, you talk about because I'm baffled. <laughs>
2: um. Yeah, I, I, I like. Have they never seen that much money before for a transfer? I, I. Is that the only reason why I, I, yeah. Whatever, so, I'd seen it coming up on Twitter the other day, and I just thought it was a, a piss take. And, I did. and then I seen it again. Then I seen it again. And I was like, right, I need to go into the official site now and see what's <laughs> correct. And then I read it. And I read the headline. I said, so it's true. And I I couldn't read the rest. I just went, right, it's true. I'm going to get on with my life because I don't want to get angry. It's, but, mad- it's, yeah, just,
0: uh, it's just madness, isn't it? And as you said, it must be just delighted with the money. We'll do anything at all. Retire to 22. It sets us up for for the year or yeah. what have you but anyway yeah. yeah thought it was a funny stat okay lads listen that's it brilliant the league's over we still have Europa League and Champions League so the football show will still be continuing on so yeah. uh, plenty to talk about there and, and hopefully a few exciting games in the in the Champions League uh, roll on next year's Champions League but we won't go on about that just yet um, and <laughs> <laughs> listen if you want to look at any of the stuff from Peter and the rest of our writers on the thebigkickoff.com there's some fantastic articles there lads we will talk to you oh and don't forget our League of Ireland podcast will be starting during the week as well talk to you next week Dave and Peter take care thanks very much